Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today is our special guest, Sean Carpenter, who is CEO and founder of Sean Speaks. He's an Ohio realtor, a Columbus, Ohio uh, native, so for lack of a better word, although he's grown up some in a different state, he just told me right before we started recording. Uh, but we'll we'll claim him as an Ohio, Columbus, Ohio native, and um, very influential and very successful realtor, also a speaker at our 2021 convention coming up here in just a couple of weeks. So Sean, thank you so much for being here with me today. No problem, Allison. It's a thrill to be here talking to my peers around the state of Ohio. Yeah. So we are so happy to to have you. And this is an in-person um, podcast, which is always my favorite to interview in person instead of over the computer. So it's nice uh, to be in person with you as well. So thanks so much for being here today. Before we get into you, your story, your background, how you've been so successful, starting your own company, being an amazing, um, successful realtor, we're going to kick off with our real view question, which is what is the best view that you've ever seen? All right, Allison, I'm going to go off the record. I'm going to go two views because I got two eyes. So I'm going to pick one nature and one personal. Uh, born in Billings, Montana, one of my favorite views is Glacier National Park up in northwestern Montana. Every time I go up there, just the vistas and the views and to think that people have been walking those mountains and those trails for literally hundreds of years. And to see those, it really reminds you why it's called God's country and big sky country. And it's just really cool. And the other one I'm going to share with you is the fourth hole at Pebble Beach Golf Club. The first time you come around the corner and actually see the ocean right there in Pebble Beach. It's just an amazing walk. I had a chance to play it many, many years ago, but it's still something memorable. I remember every shot I hit. I remember that moment. And everyone, anyone who's listening to us who's ever been out to Pebble Beach and either played it or just visited can can agree with me that the vistas there at Pebble Beach are unbelievable. And is that in Malibu? It's in Monterey. Monterey, okay. Monterey, okay. Malibu, Southern California. Monterey is more Northern California. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's just stunning. Very cool. I would love to see that in person. I'm not a big golfer, but that would it'd be worth it. I could fake a couple swings it's to get It's certainly out there. worth it. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Thanks for answering. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, two answers there. Very cool. So let's uh, get started by telling us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in real estate? You know, what was it like growing up in Montana? How'd you find your way to the great state of Ohio? Uh, tell us a little bit about you and your background. So I was born in Billings, Montana. Uh, my dad was a landscape architect. He was in private practice and he got the bug for teaching, started teaching at Cornell up in Ithaca, New York for about a year and a half and then got the, a role at Ohio State. Uh, moved us to Columbus in early 70s. I was born in Montana. My brother was born in Montana. My younger brother was born in Ithaca, New York, and then we moved to Columbus. So I grew up in the shadow of Ohio State my whole life. Went to Buckeye football games and watched Archie Griffin and Pete Johnson and Arch Schleister and all the all the greats. Yeah. Woody Hayes lived in our town of, of Upper Arlington, just west of campus and so it was a, you know, I grew up a Buckeye, but when it came time to college, I had a choice to go wherever I wanted. And I chose University of Florida. I, I wanted a school like Ohio State, but in the South. I'm not really a huge fan of winter. And so I wanted a big school with a big athletic program and a big Greek system and a big campus. And I just fell in love with the University of Florida. I went there and graduated with a degree in exercise and sports science. After college, I was a golf pro for a couple of years. I was in the golf business. I, I did get my professional status, but I was not a tour pro. I was a club level pro. Worked at a big 
resort course in Brooksville, Florida, which is above Tampa. And then got a job up in Cleveland, a job at a place called Avon Oaks Country Club, which is on the west side of Cleveland. Did that for three years, decided to get out of the golf business, moved back to Columbus, and I became a, a beer salesman. Worked for the Miller & Coors distributor here in town. And I called on all parts of the city. Eventually landing at the Ohio State campus was my territory. And I was, Not a bad place to be if you're in beer sales. Yeah, let me tell you, if you're going to sell beer, pick a spot where there's 45,000 students. Exactly. And it's a really, really good spot to sell beer. But it was really, I really... After a while, I realized I was more of an order taker than a salesman. I still got to sell. Trust me, I got to sell and teach people why they wanted this beer and this beer. But I thought to myself, what would be a career that would allow me to drink beer and play golf? So I got into real estate. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. It is perfect. And so I, I got licensed in uh, 1998. I was an active agent for four and a half years as an individual. I then had the opportunity to become a branch manager of our uh, one of our offices in, in the Hilliard market. And so that meant... I had to give up sales. I had to stop working with buyers and sellers, but we just had our first child. So to have a paycheck and have benefits was a good opportunity. And it, to be in a leadership role was kind of fun as well. I was president of my fraternity at Florida. So I think that leadership aspect was always there for me. What I quickly realized was even though I gave up working with buyers and sellers, I still sold every day as a manager. I had to sell people on why they wanted to get in the business, why they wanted to join our company, why they wanted to join my office, why they wanted to come to our trainings and our meetings and things like that. So I was really selling every day. After two years in that role, I realized I loved the coaching and training part of the job, but I kind of hated the managing part of the job. So our company named me the director of education with the Cole Banker Companies in Columbus and Cincinnati. So at the time I was in charge of about 1,300 agents and their training. So I did everything from the new agent training to the experienced agent training, our company events. And then I started speaking a little more around the country. I spoke at our first Cole Banker International Business Conference in Las Vegas, really enjoyed that. I started speaking at Columbus Realtors and Ohio Realtors leadership retreats and then getting the feel for being up in front of the room. And I just really enjoyed that as I continued to teach classes in Columbus and Cincinnati, I got more opportunities to speak around the country. And that quickly became, you know, not quickly, 13 years later, I decided to return to sales, leave corporate America, leave that role as director of training, leave the paycheck, leave the benefits, go back to becoming an independent contractor, went back to work selling real estate, with our coal banker company out of Upper Arlington and open up my own company called Sean Speaks. So I can travel the country talking at real estate conferences like at the upcoming Ohio Realtors Conference this fall. So I, I travel state to state, even up into Canada. So I'm an international speaker now. Yeah, that's awesome. And Very I, cool. And I also coach uh, a lot of our top agents in Columbus and Cincinnati. So I'm a kind of a coach, consultant, and salesperson. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Very, 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 very cool. Love love hearing that story and a little bit of background about you. So, you know, you mentioned you do all these talks and coach these these realtors and things like that and offer advice in, in ways that realtors can find success. So give us a little bit about, um, you know, some ways that our realtors can find success. And, and I know you're going to be presenting on this. We get to hear from you twice at our upcoming convention at our AE luncheon, um, as well as you're doing your own session, which is awesome, too. And we'll definitely get to hear more from you and, and hear some of these tips and tools and tricks and, and ways of the realtor world. But give us a little preview, like maybe what is some of your, you know, top ways of advice or things that realtors can do to be better or what should our realtors focus on especially in today in such a such a crazy market that we've never really seen before well allison i think everyone in this business needs to understand that you're in the real estate business but it's not about the houses or the land or the buildings or the condos it's about the people that live in the houses and the buildings and the apartments and the condos it's a relationship business and it's about building relationships with people my philosophy People out here that have heard me, they can probably say it in their cars wherever they're listening to this fine podcast. 
I think real estate's about three things. It's about building relationships, solving problems, and having fun. If everyday agents can do those three things, focus on building relationships, either, either a new relationship with someone you've never met or deepen a relationship with someone that you've known for years. If you can help people solve their problems on a regular basis, when they have a real estate problem, they're going to call that person who's good at solving problems. And if you can have fun doing it, it's a pretty good way to go through life. And so literally at the end of the day, Allison, I try and lay my head on the pillow and ask myself, did I build relationships today? Did I solve problems today? Did I have fun today? And if I can answer yes to all three of those things, you know what's funny is the listings, the buyers, the contracts, the speaking gigs, those things usually take care of themselves. And if you only focus on those things, you forget to build the relationships and you forget to solve the problems. And so that's kind of maybe the overall arching thing is, are you doing those three things every day? <laughs> from a bigger standpoint, from agents, from brand new agents to 40-year veterans in the business, having systems in place is so critical. You know, the cool thing about real estate, Allison, is it's different every day. What do you think that bad thing about real estate is? That is different it's every different day. It's different every day. Yeah. Because there's no predictability to it. You never wake up and know, you know, kind of what your, how your day is going to go. You, you truly wake up unemployed every day. You don't yeah. know where your next deal, buyers or sellers or, or contracts is going to come from. So to have some sort of a system in place to create that, maybe knowing what's going to be coming is, is really important. And so I always say to agents, you know, getting it done early in the day is probably the most important thing you can do because that way when your day gets crazy or your day gets busy or your day gets who knows because we don't know what's coming, right. that we've at least done the thing. A lot of what a successful real estate agent does is like a farmer. Think about this. A farmer doesn't wake up one day and say, I want to be a farmer and tomorrow they have a crop. A farmer has to say, all right, I'm a farmer. I need to work my field. I need to turn the soil. I need to get the big rocks out. I need to pull the weeds out. I need to, to turn it and then put seeds in the ground. And I still don't have crop. I have to water and fertilize and wait and water and fertilize and prune and wait and water. And that's a lot like our business is we got to put seeds in the ground every day. And so when I jump back into sales, when I teach new agents or remind experienced agents that they've got to put seeds in the ground every day, they've got to put, put relationships and, and messages and marketing and, and words and, and handwritten notes and things like that in the, ground every day that could turn into business tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Yeah. Got to give it time to grow into the crops. If, if, yeah. yeah. If that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's great. And I know, um, one of the things too, and it was funny, I was having a conversation with um, a colleague at lunch and I was telling her I had your podcast episode recording this afternoon and she said, Oh my gosh, she's great. You need to ask him about social media. You need to ask him about this Southwest story with the bloody Mary. <laughs> so I promised her that I would ask her for you to tell this story on the podcast. It really resonated with her enough that she brought it up, you know, when I when I mentioned you were going to be on the episode. So tell it. And that's another thing that you're so great at. And I think, you know, have been recognized on a national scale for some of your social media marketing and things like that. So tell us a little bit about social media, the importance of it. And I, I got to hear we got to hear the Southwest story. <laughs> Look, so social media is there's no better tool for me to build relationships, solve problems and have fun on a national, international basis. I can only build so many relationships in Upper Arlington, Ohio, or Columbus, Ohio, or Ohio in person. But each day I can build relationships with people around the country. Each day I can solve problems with people around the globe. Each day I can have fun with people on all the different channels. And so I think one of the most important things with social media is, are you listening to what people are talking about? Because there's plenty of people out there that are just talking to hear themselves talk and they just want to control the voice and they just want to say what they want to say. But as salespeople, we can really listen to what's going on in people's lives, the, the good and the bad, 
and then find ways that we can help solve that problem with those people. Southwest Airlines is a great example, along with Starbucks and Marriott Hotels that I look at because there's so much we can learn outside of real estate. You know, our consumers, Allison, they only use us once every seven to 11 years. They don't really think about real estate every day like we do because we're in the business. So I try and look at what does Starbucks do? Because you know what? A lot of us use that every day. What does Apple do? What does Ford do? What does Panera do? What is, and so I look at the brands and brands that do a good job of listening. Southwest Airlines, I think, does a great job of listening. And here's the example I, I share. Southwest is one of my favorite airlines. I love Southwest. Yes. <laughs> they're fun. They're irreverent. They have a good time. They're reliable. Yeah. They're, they're affordable. Don't have to pay for the bags. Yeah, you don't awesome. pay for the bags. Yeah. And, you know, so it makes sense that their social media is that same way. All right. So I was flying back from the Inman Connect conference one summer. I'm an Inman ambassador. And I had an early morning flight out of SFO, San Francisco airport, to fly back home. And you know the best thing about Southwest Airlines is when you get on the plane, if it's not a full flight, you might have your seat open next to you. Sometimes even the whole row. Well, this was an early morning flight, so I had the entire row to myself. Perfect on a West Coast, East Four Coast hour flight. flight. Yeah. yeah. So I remember we took off from San Francisco and I opened up the, the blind and the sun had come up and I took a picture of the mountains and I was on their Wi-Fi. So I went on Twitter and I posted the picture and I said, Dear Southwest, thanks for the view on my ride home today. Love, Sean, and 24F. And about five minutes later, they, they re responded to me on Twitter and said, Awesome picture. Try the peanuts. They're free. <laughs> In five minutes, too. Yeah. Like how quick they, they saw your tweet responded. and responded. Yeah. I responded back, love your peanuts. They make me thirsty. Bloody Mary, question mark, Sean in 24F. Allison, I'm not kidding you. About 10 minutes later, the flight attendant comes up and says, are you Sean Carpenter? And handed me a Bloody Mary. That's amazing. How cool is that? That is amazing. And here's what happened. They listened. They didn't try and sell me anything. They didn't try and talk. They said, here's one of our fans. Here's one of our people talking positively about us today. Yeah. Let's take care of this person. Let's, let's have some fun. Let's find a way to track down that flight he's on, radio into the flight attendants and say, give this kid a Bloody Mary. Which is amazing. Right. And it happened in such a short period of time yes. too. It wasn't like a week later, you got a drink coupon in the mail, you know, anything like that. Yeah. It happened instantly. And I think it's a good lesson for us real estate agents that if we just sometimes slowly listen, right? Watch social media, Instagram and TikTok and, you know, Facebook, people post things that were going on in their lives. And if we listen, maybe we don't have to be in the same crowd. You know, let's say you got a new puppy, right? During COVID, a lot of people got puppies. And so they put pictures of their new puppy on Facebook and 35, 50, 150 people say, oh my gosh, cute puppy, what's its name? And they leave comments on that thread. But what if you stopped by Allison's apartment and dropped off a box of milk bone, milk bone dog treats and said, here's something special for your little dog and maybe a six pack of beer for you or whatever. And you're like, wow, that's cool. I got 150 comments. But Sean took it outside of social and made it in person. So little things like that, I think, are, are easy tricks. Using more question marks and fewer periods. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get engagement on social media, ending your post with a question mark to try and elicit some engagement is going to be a better chance that you're going to show up next time on their feed when they're scrolling through because they've already showed the channel, the Instagram or the Facebook that, hey, I want to see what Sean Carpenter is saying. So make sure you show me Sean's stuff. Yeah. And so the algorithm is going to put my stuff in front of them more. So little ways like that, I think, that brands do a great job. And guess what? Each one of our agents around the state of Ohio, they work with their broker. They don't work for their broker. They're an independent contractor, right? Unless they're an employee, which not many in the state of Ohio are employees of the broker. They're, they work with the broker as an independent contractor. So how can you run your own little Sean Carpenter, Inc., insert your own name out there? How can I, as a business, 
listen to my audience, my customers, my clients, my community, and see what I might be able to do to show up in an unexpected way before they even know they needed me. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah, in that way, you know, it's less work on them. You know, they're not having to think about who, like, let me reach out to them today. You know, you're making that effort to really show that you're invested and involved in their life. I'm on a day-to-day basis, whether they got a new puppy or whether they're ready to sell or buy their home. You know, that's the relationship building, you know, that you talk about in that, that three key the three key uh, daily activities. three-part philosophy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really, I mean, social media allows us to do it quickly and through a different channel, right? We can do the private side on the direct message, messenger side. We can do it in the public side. We can do it offline with phone or text or email or in person, you know, which which maybe leads me to the, to the 4-H club. One of the things I recommend all agents do each day, back to that farmer philosophy, is each day agents should be putting seeds in the ground that could turn into business next week, next month, next year. And so when I jumped back into sales, Allison, I needed to create a system that allowed me to put seeds in the ground each day. So I created what I called the 4-H club. I've shared this with lots of people and, and, and people tell me it's one of the best things they've ever heard, but so few people do it because it's, it's easy, but it's consistency that's going to pay off. So the 4-H is for me every day when I wake up, when I'm not traveling on the road speaking, I get up and I do five handwritten notes as the first H. I send five handwritten notes to people in my, in my book of business, past clients, sphere of influence, speaking clients. We all know when we get home at the end of the day and check our mailbox, if there's eight things in there and one's a handwritten note, we're going to open that handwritten note And first. that's like the best day ever. When you get something in the mail other than a bill or a- A circular. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best day. I get so excited when I get mail that I don't just immediately throw Ex- in the trash. And think about this. With handwritten notes, some people, they're going to read it twice maybe. They're going to leave it on the, sp- on the counter for their spouse or partner to read. Some people save it in a basket or a, a drawer in their kitchen. So I do five handwritten notes. The second H is I do my hot sheet. Now, as a real estate agent, a hot sheet is basically that- report from your MLS that shows you the newest listings, the price changes, the coming soon, the in contracts, the closings. So I look through that the first time as an agent to get my finger on the pulse of the market. Then I look through it a second time and I just say to myself, do I know anybody that lives within a couple blocks of this property? And if I do, I'm going to send them a text or an email or maybe call them and say, hey, Allison, I just want to let you know there's a house in your neighborhood that just hit the market. Or hey, Allison, that house I told you about three weeks ago, it's now in contract. Or hey, Allison, the house in your down the street from your mom's house, it's finally sold. It sold for 6000 above asking price. Let's catch up sometime soon. Never is there a push. Never is there a sale. Never is there a pitch. The third H is I do my happy birthdays. I go into Facebook and I see which of my friends are having birthdays. I try and leave them a message on their wall, but a little more than just happy birthday because I want to stand out. So I'm going to write a little bit longer of a message so it's going to stand out as they scroll through their happy birthdays. And if they're close friends of mine, and many people that are listening to this, if, they've, if they're close friends with me, they know this, they're going to get a video text message on their birthday 
they're going to get a text message with me sending a video saying, Allison, hey, it's Sean Carpenter down in Columbus. Just want to send you a quick video to say happy birthday. Hope you're having a great day and a good good weekend ahead. Have a great rest of the year. And as always, keep building relationships, solving problems, and having fun. Yeah. Allison? I would love that because I get overwhelmed by the happy birthdays on Facebook and the texts that come in. I mean, like I can't keep up with, you know, the birthday texts that come in, but to get a video message, like that'd be so cool. And it just, and like you said, it really stands out. It's something different. On your last birthday, how many videos did you get? Zero. Yeah. And you know, that's what most people tell me. They're like, oh my gosh. And now once they get it, I get texts like this made my day. Yeah. Here's what happens. It stops their, their stream of consciousness. The whole day is about them. But for that one split second, they stop. Think of Sean Carpenter, send me a thank you message back. And they're probably not sending thank yous back to every single person that messaged them. They do likes or they, you know, or they send out the proverbial, thank you everybody for all the comments yesterday on my Facebook, which gets another 50 or 60. Sorry, I didn't see it. Birthdays. So that, that's a big one for me. And then the last H, Allison. So we have handwritten notes. We have the hot sheet. We have happy birthdays. High fives. And here's what high fives are. Cause I'm already on Facebook to look at the birthdays. I do five likes on Facebook. So I scroll down the newsfeed and I like five people's posts. I do five comments on Facebook. So I find five posts I can comment on. I jump over to my favorite channel, Twitter, and I do, I do five comments or retweets on Twitter. I jump over to Instagram and I do five comments, not likes. I do five comments either on people's posts or on their stories. And then I do five random text messages. So I'll send five people on my phone a text message, something as simple as have an awesome day, a funny GIF, a meme, you mentioned in the green room, you know, you're a sports fan. I might say like, wow, amazing game by the Browns last night. Yeah. Can you believe Baker Mayfield threw four touchdowns? Yeah. And that's it. That's my seeds in the ground. My reward for putting my seeds in the ground that could turn into business tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, is that's when I go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and get my morning coffee. So that's my little reward. And then my day can begin. It might be showings. It might be, you know, meeting buyers. It might be home inspections. But at least then, no matter what happens in my day, I know I put seeds in the ground. Now, doesn't that seem simple? Think about that. Five handwritten notes. Let's say two people on the hot sheet. Let's say I had 13 birthdays on Facebook today. And then 25 touches, because it's five, 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 five. That's 45 people that get to hear from Sean Carpenter before nine o'clock in the morning. None of them were selling anything. But what happens if 45 people a day or 235 people a week have Sean Carpenter's name going across the top of their mind? Because that's what this business is about, relationships. But if I can earn top of mind awareness, then the next time someone thinks about real estate, they might think of me. And in this world when we are constantly getting thrown and overstimulated and nonstop information going at our brains, you know, all day long, if you can get a second or 30 seconds of someone's attention in this world where everything is pulling um, for attention, I think is huge. And in this is not something that you're saying is taking a lot of time. I mean, how much time would you say you spend on those five things? My four H club takes about forty five minutes each day. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, a very, we're not saying, you know, do this for four hours in your afternoon. You know, this is not, you know, a super time consuming thing, but it's important and it gives rewards. Maybe not right away, but definitely down down the line. Sure. Pe- people say, Sean, I don't have time to do that. And I say, What do you do in the morning? They say, Well, I run for an hour, I go to the gym for an hour. I say, okay, so that's your exercise. That's you feeding your business, right? I, I try and find time for exercise and for this, but there, there's ways to do it. Listen, if anyone's listening to me thinking that's overwhelming, if you don't do any handwritten notes now, what if you did one handwritten note, did the hot sheet, did one happy birthday and retweeted one thing? That's four things more than you're doing now. 
right? And it's the consistency of doing it. You mentioned the word attention. If we're trying to capture people's top of mind awareness, we're living in what I call the attention economy right now. Think about this. If picture a clock up on the wall in front of us. At 12 o'clock is attention and at six o'clock is trust. If I can earn your attention enough times, I can earn your trust. Once I've earned your trust, the next time I speak up, you'll give me your attention. And so how do I go from attention to trust and from trust to attention and keep going? Well, from the top of the clock with attention to the bottom of the clock with trust is patience. And from the bottom of the clock with trust to the top of the clock with attention is patience. And if I consistently can be patient to get your attention and earn your trust and get your trust and capture your attention and get my brand out there, whatever my brand, people listening, whatever their brand is, it's not just your real estate company. It's not just your real estate business. It's not just that you're a realtor. It's you're a mom, you're a spouse, you're a Florida Gator or a Buckeye or an Iowa Hawkeye, right? You are a uh, Boy Scout leader, right? So so my, my brand, Allison, is Sean Carpenter. It's Sean Speaks. It's Cole Banker. It's real estate. It's the Florida Gators. It's craft beer. It's golf. It's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, my favorite band. Because if enough times people hear those things and then they think of me, then that means I'm popping into the top of mind. My last birthday last, last fall, I probably got 60 video text messages because I send them to so many people, they feel like they have to reciprocate. And I can't tell you how many times, Allison, they, the video would start like this. Hey, Sean, it's so-and-so. I hate doing videos, but I know you always send one to me, so I thought I'd send one to you. If I got 60 last year, Allison, I'm going to bet 30 of them finished their message with this. Hope you're having a craft beer today. And 30 of them said, hope you're getting to play golf today. Not a single one of them said, hey, Sean, I hope you sold a house today. I hope you found a buyer today. I hope you picked up a new lead today. Not a single person thought of me when it comes to that. They know that's part of who I am, but so is craft beer and so is Florida Gators and so is golf. And so I want people to think about what else are you known for? Because that's your tribe. That's the people who are going to use you. Every single person in your sphere of influence probably knows five or 10 other agents in town. Earning that top of mind awareness means you're going to jump in front of the line the next time real estate goes in front of their world. Yeah. And you're going to be presenting on this more during our convention, which is exciting. And this will just be maybe a little preview of the full show that we'll get just in a week or two, depending on when this podcast airs. So that's really exciting. All of our realtors and, and individuals attending convention will get to hear more about this, how to be top of mind, how to you know bring that awareness and attention, that word again, to um, our clients' minds. And, and it's just good relationship building, maybe not you know, outside of the business world, not looking at just our our clients. You know, I think of relationships with my friends and my family and, you know, doing some of these things will just take it up, you know, a notch and and really bring that relationship to another level. You know, Allison, I love speaking to the state associations and obviously being able to do it for my home state of Ohio is is fantastic. And whenever I travel, I was in Florida last week, I'll be in Georgia next week. I go to Minnesota and Iowa, but you know, when I'm there, I'm, I I want people to say like, oh, that's the guy from Ohio. Right. And when I'm in Ohio, I want my, my Ohio Friends, you know, whether you're brand new and never been to convention or, or been to many, many, you know, the session I'm doing is called Leave Your Mark, how to earn top of mind awareness from your customers, clients, and communities. And so it's all about that. It's not just real estate 101. It's, it's what are other brands and what are other companies and what are, what's the story that we're telling? How are we earning that top of mind awareness? And so we'll talk about the things we talked about, but a little more ideas to get people thinking like, yeah, I, I need a good story to tell. Because here's the thing, Allison, if people have a good story to tell, their customers and their clients and their communities will tell it for them. 
which means they don't have to spend their time, effort, money telling stories. They can spend their time, effort, money taking care of the people who tell the stories. Yeah, and they'll remember it too, as just like my coworker said to me, you know, she remembered the Southwest Bloody Mary example, which is crazy. I don't know when the last time, you know, she heard that story from you, but clearly it resonated with her enough that she took the time to tell me about it today, which which is perfect uh, example and shows that it works. So we're excited to have you at convention. It's going to be in person, fingers crossed, all things willing. We will finally be in person again, which is exciting. So we're happy to have you there and certainly happy, happy to have you on the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining me. This has been great. And we will hear from you again in just a week or two. Thanks, Allison. I hope people out there just continue to do th- three things, build relationships, solve problems, and have fun. There you go to all our listeners. Thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next week. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.